Hey, hey, this is Lance. Uh, we're taking the week off from a new show, but we're going to re-air one of our favorite episodes. It's called The Clutter of Stuff. If you haven't heard this one yet, keep on listening for some tips and stories on how we've dealt with the junk, and I say that lovingly, that uh, tends to pile up when you have a bunch of kids, toys, bikes, and other wheeled things in the garage, hundreds of cute art projects from school, etc. We'll be back next week with a new episode and a special guest. All right, on to the show. Let's do this. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne. And I'm Bobby Earhart. And like I said, this is Above Average. So if you've got an above average family, this is the podcast for you. Uh, usually the way we define some of that stuff, maybe three kids, maybe four kids, maybe you have no kids and you think that someday you're going to have a big old family. Hey, uh, we are we are definitely welcoming of all that stuff, but we just wanted to let you know this is for you. This is for those folks who have a bunch of kids, three, four plus, certainly. Uh, Bobby, what's the what's the biggest family that you know of? Oh man, well, you know the biggest one is on on TV, but uh, me personally, yeah, you personally. I mean, if that's as far as as far as that I know um, or know of, um, I'm gonna say, gosh, probably. 13 kids. 13 kids. Yeah. Do you know them well? Like, you know, one of the kids? Well, I should, I should clarify. Does that count that that was my grandfather's family? Like he was one of 13. Yeah, that counts. What about like modern day? Probably nine or 10, but you're going to ask me who, and uh, yeah, I I don't know them well, but I I just know of them. No, I know some folks here in Kentucky. Uh, They've got seven. I know all kinds of families that have like three, four, five, which is, it's awesome. It's killer to know those folks. That's where we're at. Uh, Obviously, if you haven't listened to the show before, please go listen to some of our older episodes. The intro, we cover a lot of this kind of who I am and who Bobby is and why we're doing all this. But Bobby had a great idea. He said we should talk about just kind of the genesis of the show every now and then. So if we're there, yeah. if you're listening to this episode, which is episode number seven, if this is the first one you've listened to, now you've got a rough outline of kind of who we are and why we're doing all this stuff. Again, whether you've got three kids or you've got 13 kids, there's a big chasm there. There's a big difference. But I would still define both of those as big families. Well, we def- and it's not even our definition as much. Like you say in the intro, it's it's the definition of the American of American culture is uh, the average family is two and a half. Uh, we looked that up, right? And so yeah. three plus means you're above average. And that's where we got the show title from. And I wanted you to do this because I was thinking about myself. I was thinking when I listen to a new podcast, someone you know, recommend something to me, I go to listen to it. And most people just start with the most current one. And then you can look in the feed and depending on how long they've been out, there could be hundreds and hundreds. And you're like, I'm never going to go back that far, especially when you're trying to keep up with all your other podcasts, if you're like me, at least. Um, So I I think it was good, a good idea to just remind everybody that's, that's what, that's what this is all about. So cool. Yeah, man. Bobby, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about just all the stuff, man, the stuff that's in your house, the stuff in your garage, the stuff everywhere. You and I talked about this before. There's just so much stuff when it comes with, when, when, when it comes to large families or three plus kids, I know that we've got a ton and that's what I want to talk about. I I think we've got plenty to go there. And I think a lot of people could relate. Uh, Speaking of relating, I realized the other day 
I listen to some of our shows. I say everything's relative way too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try to say it three or four times in this show. Because, because it's, it's all, all relative. relative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, all the stuff, man. What do you think? We're talking about physical stuff, right? I mean, there's emotional stuff. There is oh, yeah. spiritual stuff. There is, I don't know, morality. There's whatever as you're raising your kids. There's a lot of stuff there. But no, we're talking about the stuff that's piling up in boxes in your garage or the stuff that's up in your attic in boxes that you haven't seen in six years, but you're going to keep it because someday you're going to look it. at it. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. You're going to look at it and then you're going to put it right back in that box for another six years. Right. And I bet... I bet if you're if you're one way, your spouse is probably the other, and that's that's probably challenging. And there's probably some fun little spats there. What do you think? Sarah's gonna shoot me for for saying this kind of publicly. <laughs> hey, just 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 whisper. I think okay. Good. All right. Does this work? <laughs> I'm not saying that my wife is a hoarder. I'm not saying she needs to be on the TV show, but she likes to hang on to things a little bit longer than I do. Now she would say, and so if. Yeah, if if our audience is out there and you're if you're the one who's the hoarder in the relationship, you're probably thinking, yeah, but my husband, man, he'd throw everything out if he could. Sorry, that's me. Um, I, I'm a minimalist and it's really hard to be a minimalist with a bunch of kids. It's hard enough to be a minimalist on your own to not have too many clothes or too many shoes or too many. I don't know. I, I unfortunately kind of collect musical instruments. It didn't really start out like that, but it's kind of happened. That's not being a minimalist, but I would like to go in that direction more so than the hoarding direction. But I would say right. Sarah's probably on that side. How about Kat? Yeah, Your I'd wife. say, yes, Catherine, my wife, Bobby's wife, is much like Sarah, maybe not, I don't know if I'd go as far in the description as you did, but I don't know, at different times, it just depends. You know, you go through a move or two, it's it's fun to get rid of stuff. I'm like you, man, it if it if it doesn't move in a couple weeks, I don't have I don't have a need for it. So I, make sure you tell your kids to to move around a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I it, I just got to get rid of it. And it's not so much I don't know the keepsake thing. It's for me. It's just space. And we talked about this in the last episode when when we talked about hosting other big families and having to displace your kids and, and beds and people on the floor. It, it all goes back to that for me. It's like, where do we have space for this? And why do I need to have so much stuff in my attic when there might be things that we really, really need to keep? But see, that's, that's where the show is, is what, you know, kind of what do you need to keep? And your, you and your spouse probably disagree on some level. Um, maybe some, maybe some married folks out there are like, you know, on the same page there. But yeah, I think you and I are very similar and Catherine and Sarah are probably similar, you know, it's all about that balance. Uh, that's exactly what I would say. Uh, finding that balance between the two, because look, you don't need to get rid of the little handprints that your kid made when she was X number of years old. And I mean, that's something that's kind of cool. You can pass it to them. They can frame it and put it in their mansion later on or whatever it is. Right. You know, it, it's nice to have some of those. So anyway, today's show, we're not going to talk about certain things. We're not going to talk about clothes because guess what? That could be its own episode. So Bobby, I don't know about you, but I thought maybe it'd be fun to bring in Catherine, bring in Sarah at some point, do another show with the girls and talk about clothes and how they rotate the stuff in and out. And well, you don't know if you're going to have another kid later on, another boy, another girl. What do you do with that stuff? You don't obviously, 
give it away every single time. That's not efficient. That's not practical from a cost standpoint. So we're not going there today. Uh, we're also not going to talk about keepsakes. Bobby, you mentioned some of that stuff. So uh, like prized possession stuffed animals that somebody's great grandfather gave them or uh, baby books, you know, some of that stuff that really could be considered treasures. We're not going there today. We're talking about the stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there's enough there to do another show, and I think the girls will have really good insight. So stay tuned. Right, right. So what are we talking about? Give me an example, Bobby. Uh, how about school art projects? I mean, Ava is in first grade. Lucas and Noah are both in, uh, I guess, a form of preschool. Um, yeah, they're both in preschool. And they bring home papers and drawings and crayon and sometimes it's just it's always awesome because they scribble something and then they show you their picture and you look at it and you're like that's scribble but you're like oh that's amazing to your kids and they love it (laughs) and I don't know I don't know how much of that stuff should be kept uh you know going back to keepsake and we're not talking about keepsakes but maybe the first one is I, I I don't know I mean us personally uh we we praise them we clap and jump up and down and tell them they're awesome which you should but we don't keep everything not not by any stretch of the imagination you know once when you've got three four five i can't imagine families with 10 i mean come on right well that's what i was thinking it was fine with one or two kids you start getting little totes that you can put in the garage or you know whatever you can stow it away for some Again, undetermined situation that comes up later on where you're absolutely <laughs> going to need this. It's always been in the back of my head, Bobby, that if my kid becomes a star, like a picture American Idol, yeah. you know how they do the flashbacks and they've got the footage from when they were five performing in the first talent show. And then you see little Joe's artwork <laughs> of when he drew something and now Joe is Picasso. Yeah. You in just need one, man. Right. You just, you just need a little bit. And especially... <laughs> Now that we are in this digital age or whatever, take a picture of the piece of art, save it on your hard drive, back it up to iCloud or whatever. There it is. You still have it. You still have the art that that was created. You still have the moment. You still have the emotion, right? Do you need the physical paper? Until the grid goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Joking. Bobby, there's another show. (laughs) When the grid grid goes goes down. down. What do you do with your family? What role does each child take when the grid goes down? (laughs) If you listen to, I believe it was episode five, Bobby and I came up with a couple of other ideas for uh, podcasts that will be on our podcast network, which probably should have a name, should have a title at some point. But uh, The podcast uh, network for Lance and Bobby, yeah. Right, below average. We've got a lot of different shows. Below average average is one of them. Right. So now when the grid goes down. daddy issues. (laughs) Now people are like, oh, I've got to go listen to episode five now. What's that all about? Right. That yeah, sounds awesome. It's cross promotion. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. So, so that's art stuff. You said you've got three kids making art projects on a regular basis. That's exactly where we're at, too. No, I'll take that back. We've got two kids making art projects. We've got one other kid just making messes all the time, but he calls it art. <laughs> He's at home right now. Luke, I love you. I still do that. Um, that's still me. <laughs> It's not a mess. It's art. <laughs> this oil spill in the garage, it's art. Exactly. How much do y'all keep? Like in in real world terms. For every 10 pieces that come into the house, you keep one, maybe. <laughs> okay. 
I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it might, it, maybe it shifts from, from year to year. Like this is her first one in first grade, or this is the first one she's done on this certain subject, or or whatever. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the the point to be made for us is just we don't keep we don't keep a whole lot or or all of it, uh, just be, because of space and because, yeah, it, you know, it, it just gets overwhelming. Yeah, we. We put it up on the fridge. We've got a little thing on the back of our laundry room door. We keep all that stuff, and then gradually it just disappears a little bit. And here I am. I'm doing the whispering thing again, <laughs> pretending like my seven year old can't hear me. But it just disappears. Yeah. You know the stuff that the stuff that's kind of rote that you can tell she got a lot of help on from the art teacher. The stuff that wasn't really hers. Now the pieces that are unique, creative that she came up with on her own. That's probably worth hanging on to. Yeah. So anyway, and we'll talk. So that's the art projects. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll talk about this. Sometimes it comes back and bites you in the in the rear. You know, uh, when you accidentally got rid of something that they come looking for, um, and or maybe your spouse comes looking for. And I've got a story about that when we when we get to the the next right. the next uh, I guess stuff the next uh, category of stuff. Well, so so wrapping up the art stuff, the good news is, for the most part, it's kind of small, right? Yeah. You know, you can put it in one of those clear toads or Rubbermaid totes or whatever, and you can store it away. If you need to hang on to it, fine. Again, it was fine with one or two kids, but somewhere around three kids, I would imagine you did the math or you will do the math. You're going to have a lot of crap. I mean, creativity, <laughs> beautiful, good save. beautiful pieces from your little ones. So hang on to the best stuff. Keep in mind, it doesn't take up a, it doesn't take up a lot of space, but you still got to do something with it. But you also got to do something with our next subject. Oh man, this is this is the hot button for me. This one might, I might get too angry. I might throw my mic or break my computer when we talk <laughs> about this. The stuff in the garage, the riding toys, anything with wheels, man. I feel like it multiplies overnight. Like I might shut the garage and there's seven things in there. When I wake up, there's 10 and I'm joking, but I also know that that's somewhat true because we have a pretty awesome neighbor. And if he ever listens, Jimmy, we love you, but he, he loves our kids so much. Um, it, it really is great. I, I can't stress how, how great he is, but he brings more riding toys to the kids all the time. And I, under my breath or under my skin, I'm like, please stop. Curses. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, some of the stuff he's brought us is way, way cooler than the stuff that we already had. So we end up keeping all of it, and the kids love it. And the neighbor kids, we live in a cool little cul-de-sac, and I feel like there's 100 kids. That's an exaggeration, but that's what it feels like. And everybody's on riding toys and it, bikes and stuff. So... It, there's give and take there. I, you know, my anger is oftentimes quelled by watching all the kids, you know, use that stuff. But that that's a big one for me is, you know, I, I want I, I forever will ch will try to have at least one car in my garage. There's always maybe maybe you have two cars in your family, maybe you have more. But the nicer one or the, the main one, can we just please keep it in the garage? That's what I ask my wife. And when all the riding toys are in my way, it's just like, dude, <laughs> I get, I'm just like frustrated beyond. What, how's that work? And I, I realize that maybe different garages are different sizes. So maybe you have a big enough garage to fit two cars plus stuff. And you can be creative with, you know, building things to put 
stuff in and, and I'm mildly creative. My father-in-law helps me with that stuff. But what about you? Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I have had the privilege of being in Bobby's garage recently. And he's got this cool bike rack that Greg built. Uh, was was that all Greg? It was, Your father-in-law? It, uh, yeah, I want to give him all the okay. credit. He deserves all the credit, but it may have been my idea. And if he ever hey. listens to the show, he's going to tell me. It, Team effort. It was maybe. Yeah, so it's, it, it's out of two-by-fours. They built this bike rack that can house everything that they've got. I just totaled up the, the amount of wheeled things that we've got for our Three kids. Now we've got four kids, but one is just now getting to that stage where he wants to ride. He wants to be on wheeled things and all that. So let's just say this is for the three kids. We've got seven things with wheels. Wow. We've got some power wheels. We've got some bikes. We've got a big wheel. We've got a trike. We've got a Winnie the Pooh thing. I mean, it's dumb. <laughs> but you know what? It would be the end of the world if any of that stuff disappeared. I know. So I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. It's not like dealing with the art projects where they can just kind of, you know, slip slide away because my kids are going to be on that like crazy. But so this bike rack, I'm calling it a bike rack for lack of a better term, this little storage thing that you guys built was brilliant. It uh, Instead of the all the stuff being piled up on top of each other, you've got them all parked so neatly. What do, what do y'all call that thing? I I don't know. The, the bike rack. I mean, that's fine. It, it reminds me of, you know, just a public. It's certainly not anything like that. But, you know, you see the public bike racks where you can just kind of slot in the front wheel or whatever. It, it works really awesome. It, and what it was. But it's got the different size slots for the different bikes and stuff that you've got, too. Like yeah, it's sort of, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it is good. I don't want to d- diminish it. I, I think one day in my frustration, I looked up, I just Googled, garage you know creative garage storage or something like that because of my issue with wanting to throw everything away and my wife not letting me i was like where and what can i do so i googled that and that was one of the i don't know one of the pictures on one of the top sites and uh me not being the complete handiest guy (laughs) all the time i just call i'll call my father-in-law and say you could do this couldn't you i can help you i know i can help you he's (laughs) like yeah we'll do it next time i'm up we're gonna do it so that 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 was fun. So, I tell you what, man, that might be my weekend project. Like, I I really, I really dug that while I was there. You know Good what? Stuff. You should take a picture of that, and maybe even make it a selfie with you uh, having your big old fun grin on your face. <laughs> take a picture of that, and let's put it on the blog with the show notes, so that other people can get that. And I don't know, maybe we'll link to the Pinterest link or something that you saw. Yeah, uh, because I I like it really genuinely added some value to our situation. Again, all of our junk is piled on the corner. It'd be great for all the kids. It'd be great for us if it was just a little bit more organized. Yeah. Well, let me give my father-in-law all the credit again. Cause it, I honestly, I think he may have even built that when I was out of town one weekend and Catherine was here with the kids by, by herself and he came up to hang out. So yeah, props to him and thank you. If you way to go, listen. Greg, way to go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, how about the other, the next thing for me staying in the garage is just, all the sports stuff, whether it be, you know, soccer balls, footballs, basketballs, I've got all that stuff. And it, it's, I feel like it multiplies too. kids will find them in other kids' yards and we don't know who it belongs to. No one claims it. So it comes to my house, uh, water guns, swimming gear, floats, rafts. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. It just <laughs> goes and goes in the summer camping gear, camping yeah. gear. Yeah. And the summer, uh, you know, when, when it gets hot and we're hitting the pool in the afternoons and things like that, the neighborhood pool, we uh that stuff comes out and it stays out because it needs to be accessible 
Uh, and that's the big thing is if, if things didn't have to be accessible, if, if my kids didn't ride their toys year round, because we live in the South, it never gets terribly cold enough, maybe one or two months, but I can't like put it, I can't build an underground cellar <laughs> or put it in like some storage unit because they want it. You right could. There. I could, but they want it right there. So what do you do? What's, what's the answer? And I, we've got some options uh, that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but specifically with that stuff, like the floaties, man, those, the little things that go around your arms, we have, we bought one of those big old Rubbermaid containers and a bunch of that stuff lived in there for a while, but then we would need it as we went to the pool or we would need this other thing as we went on vacation or whatever. So it just ends up kind of wherever again. Have y'all found a solution uh, for that yet? It, it, I don't know. I, I think we, we come up with solutions, but they only, they're short lived. Like, you know, it, it requires either me or Catherine or us trying to get the kids to help us to put it all away or put it in a certain place. And I think it's important to, to, you know, push the kids to continue to do that over and over and over again. But eventually, I don't know, you're too tired or one night happened, you know, something happens one night and you forget and toys are left in the yard and it's like, eh, that kind of works. <laughs> so not really, not like a full, yeah. full on solution. I think it's just part of the madness uh, the beautiful chaos, as I've said before, of the above average family. So toys in general. So my girls are really into My Little Ponies. Somebody gifted us uh, as the, as there was a neighbor girl who was like nine or 10 at the time. She was starting to grow out of her My Little Ponies. I think she's 13 or 14 now. Gave the little My, my Little Ponies some kind of paradise park or something, some crazy set. It's a huge monstrosity. It's not just you the little paradise my park. Little Ponies. I am so jealous right now. It's totally not what it's called. And if Katie Beth ever listens to this, to this show, she's, she's going to be like, like blasphemy. It's you got the name whatever, wrong. Whatever, whatever. Ponyland is what they call it. I, I just now remembered. Ponyland. Paradise Ponyland Park. So dolls, Barbie dolls. Um, my little boys, they've got a tool set that has the Black & Decker logo all over it. Stuff like that. You know what we have done, man? And I don't know, maybe this is something you guys can do with, I don't know, the water guns or stuff that is, maybe it's in season, maybe it's stuff that you use, but maybe your kids have also forgotten about it. Some of our toys every now and then will just go hide. And it's not a punishment to the kids, but they've just stopped playing with something for a while. And it will go hide in the attic above the garage. It'll be gone for a month. Maybe it'll be gone for a year if we forget that we put it up there, that kind of thing. And you know what happens when we bring it out? It's a brand new toy. Oh, that's a great idea. And it's kind of it, it's kind of like gifting them their favorite toy all over again. But they forgot that it was their favorite toy. We've done that with Ponyland a couple of times. We've moved it upstairs in the girls' room, and then it becomes just another thing. And then we moved it downstairs to the playroom, and then eventually they get used to it again. But just rotating yeah. things, that helps. But man, when it disappears for a little while and then it comes back into Devious play. Devious or smart? It's awesome. Is the question. I say smart. That's that's awesome. I And Catherine and I have done that too. Uh, she's good about that. Or even like say uh, on birthdays or, or at Christmas when they get a lot of gifts uh, from, from just generous friends and, and family members. Sometimes we'll, you know, full disclosure, I hope Ava never hears this. Uh, joking, but uh, we may hold one of those brand new unopened toys and 
uh, you know, and, and then give it to them at their birthday or a later date. I mean, why not? I mean, we are, you know, for us particularly, we're, we're trying to, to kind of push the real meaning of Christmas and all that stuff. And, and there's a point where that stuff's a distraction, you know, and the more and more compiled on top of it is just, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing to just maybe hide it for a later date. Uh, I love the rotation thing though. Even just toys that have been opened that they played with same thing there. So both on both accounts, uh, have you guys ever thought about that though? On the, the newer gifts, the Christmas or birthdays? We have, I think we've done something like, I can't think of any toys specifically where we've done that, but that's a great idea. It's definitely in that same vein, you know, let, let the kids appreciate the gifts for maybe a little bit longer than just the two minutes that they were opening it up on Christmas morning. How can you extend that joy a little bit more? Well, I think at that point you're really teaching the kids to appreciate, to value the moment and not the stuff as much, right? Not just more plastic stuff made in China, but just the idea that somebody gifted this to you out of their generous spirit. This was for you uh, in, you know, in the Christmas. Yeah. Or in celebration of, of an event that's, we want them to focus on the event that the important event of that, you know, so, I mean, and obviously this stuff, this stuff falls under, you know, you know, the above average family, any family, any child, but yeah, those are all really good, good takeaways. And just from a frugality standpoint, I mean, sometimes, you know, let's be frank, you, you don't have to afford, you know, what was it? Pony park or whatever, whatever you said a few minutes ago, maybe that thing's like, I don't know, 150 bucks. I wouldn't be surprised with some of that stuff or the American girl dolls. Whoa. You know, those are all, I'm sure those are all some of their great collectors, but they're expensive. So, you know, to save a gift for another time is, is just being, sometimes it's just being straight up smart. So let's bring it back home. Let's talk about the above average family and what happens when you get a bunch of stuff, especially all at once with birthdays and Christmas or whatever. One thing that Sarah and I did, we do it a little bit less now that we're back home closer to family. But when we lived in Nashville and we were a few hours away from family, if somebody gave us something large, specifically large, like smaller things, whatever. But if it was like a large toy, we told them in advance, hey, if you're going to give us, or if you're going to give our children X, that X needs to stay at your house. And that can be the toy that they play with when they come visit you. But it just got to the point where we were overwhelmed and really kind of selfishly too, we wanted to give our kids fun toys and fun big toys that were from us. We wanted to be involved in that. And sure. so if, if they got something from the grandparents, and I'm not saying I'm, uh, we were trying to take anything away from the grandparents, but it was just, we were inundated and we had to do something with, something about it. So there were a few years where we said, look, it's got to stay at your house and the kids can play with it when they come here and they can appreciate it and they can kind of long for it and miss it for a little bit. And when they visit you the next time, it'll still be there. It'll be like a brand new toy. So kind of the same idea as uh, let it disappear into your own attic for a while, right? Yeah, no, I feel you there. We we do that too. Uh, there's been times where we're like, well, <laughs> within reason. I mean, sometimes that could be another a whole another show. Getting back home from Christmas, if you know, I, I, you know, very generous people, you know, giving you gifts, things like that, packing the car and things like that. It's like, but I'm with you. I mean, the bigger stuff. Hey, can this stay here because it's awesome? And think about how excited they're going to be every time they come. They're going to come, they're going to be excited to see you anyway, but hey, this toy's here too. Let's think about that, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm to- totally with you there. That's a great idea. Cool, man. Well, let's let's do some takeaways because we've talked about all these different things and you know, kind of along the way, we've said, here's how we deal with it. 
but what options do you have? And you've essentially got to figure out uh, what are you using right now? What do you need to get rid of? And what just needs to be stored away? Here are some things that Sarah and I have done. Bobby, you, you and Kat may have been in the same boat. Option one, deal with it. It's not that big of a problem. Or you actually need this stuff. So you're talking about camping gear or sports equipment or whatever. If you're using that or if it's seasonal, use it when you're using it and then store it away when you're not. But maybe find some kind of organizational system, whether it's a bunch of totes or maybe it's finding, I don't know, I don't think any family should ever really have to go get a storage building for just their random crap that they never use. But if it comes down to it and you've got enough kids and you've got that kind of situation where you've got more, maybe more money than you do storage and it makes sense to go get a mini unit or something like that, uh, go for it. Do it. But, you know, do do something with it, right? Um, but you're just dealing with it. You're not getting rid of it at that point. Uh, on the storage thing, Bobby, have you heard of the one-year rule when it comes to this? I think it usually applies to like adult clothing. I, I haven't. No, go for it. Okay, so if you haven't used it or if you haven't worn it in one year, let it go. It's time. And I like that. So how do you how do you keep up with it? I don't know. Figure out a tagging system. Make a note to yourself as you store it. Hey, I stored this in October of 2015. You know, whatever it may be. But if you haven't done some, if you haven't used it in one year, you're probably not going to use it often enough for it to warrant the space that it's keeping up. Um, I would say there are some exceptions in there. If you're talking about clothes, if you're talking about something that was specifically intended for a kid that's on the horizon, uh, future pregnancies, um, if you know that you're going to use this for right now or you need to hang on to it until, I don't know, some future date when you've planned to give that away, those are the exceptions. But the one-year rule, it's something I've instituted in my own closet. Sarah's doing it right now, too. Uh, We're kind of... we're we're hanging clothes in our closet with the hanger pointed the wrong way to know if we've used it or not within the last year. And so I know there's some stuff in my closet right now from last summer that's facing the wrong way. Come this summer, boom, it's gone. So can I do that? Am I allowed to do that with my wife's closet without permission? No, (laughs) (laughs) because she listens to the show. Otherwise you'd be okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Is that the way that works? Yes, yes. Hey, so Bobby, besides dealing with it and storing it, what else can you do with it? Uh, you know, we could give you could give it away. That's a good one. And I think you getting the kids involved is a is a great idea. That that's a another way to build some value in understanding that, you know, we have we have more than enough. We have we have too much a lot of times. Uh in our culture, we're blessed and, and that you know, that's a whole nother topic. Uh but you know, it shows the it shows the kids like they can give things to others and it's a great practice to be a giver, you know? So I, I think giving it away, whether it be goodwill, uh, I know St. Vincent de Paul is a big one. Uh, there could be Habitat for Humanities or even just more local, uh, local places that are local to your city that, that, you know, kind of stock, go through those things and either resell or give them to folks that, that need it uh, more so. So I think that's a good idea. What do you think? I think it's cool to get your kids involved. You need to make sure that you do that on a maturity level that's responsible for them. So the older the kid, obviously, the more it makes sense. Uh, Your three-year-old may have a really hard time with you getting rid of something that they played with, even though it may have been last year. Uh, But I think you can do that. You can start raising up your child in the way that, hey, this was yours. You don't use it anymore. You've outgrown it. Let's push it out. Let's share it with somebody else. And it still makes sense. 
Man, uh, Bobby, you and I, when we're doing this podcast, we always, we want to stick to the niche. We want to stick to uh, things that are really appropriate and really applicable for big families. But we also talk about value. Uh, what would you say the big takeaway? What's the big value for you on this one? Yeah, we, we touched on it a little bit. You know, you just teach kids to appreciate the things that, that they have, just to be really grateful, you know, from, from a standpoint of understanding that we have, we have so much and, and there are people that are generous in our families and in and, and our, and our lives that, you know, that, that give and, and we are recipients of that and to just pass that forward and have an understanding that it's also okay to not have, you know, and, and, you know, build, build that value there. And I'm sure you could, you could go spiritual there and, and, and that's awesome if you do. Um, but that, that's my big, my biggest one, just to have gratitude for the things that you do have and, uh, you know, appreciate it. You know, what do, what do, what do you say? Man, I could not have said it better myself. It's a great takeaway. And with that, I will say uh, to our audience, thank you so much for listening. It makes our day that you listen to above average. Thank you so much for for doing that. Thank you for letting your friends know if they've got big families. Kind of help us spread the word a little bit. Because again, this is kind of one little pocket, one little corner in the media world where it is all about us and our big, beautiful families. So please tell a friend. Please also rate or review us on iTunes or Stitcher or any of that stuff. Uh, That does go a long way in helping helping those platforms kind of spread the word about what we've got going on. And lastly, uh, you can check out our Facebook page. You can go to aboveaverageshow.com if you want to see the latest episodes. We've got all kinds of ways that you can contact us and reach out, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, But again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.